0: Hello and welcome to episode 403 of the VegGrow podcast. My name is Richard and I'm trying to grow all our fruit, vegetable and herbs in my garden and my allotment. Now coming up today, something I've been interested in for quite a while is community gardening. And I've taken a trip up to a community garden project to find out what's happening. That's coming up in just a moment. But first, as always, we have the diary with what I've been up to. It is Saturday the 26th of June 2021. I've just realised it's coming up to the end of June. Hasn't it flown by? Hasn't this year just flown by? Now I'm down on the allotment at the moment and this has been my second visit today. Uh, This morning I made my first visit. Now I came down here with the view I'm going to harvest my shallots and harvest my onions which I did and these two beds have been pretty weedy this year which is probably showing me time that actually these beds need a good weed out and a a remulch which I'm going to do while they are empty. Now I've realized these two beds are the first two beds that were built which means we're now coming round to our first cycle where we've been through all these beds all six of these beds. Now and yeah, that, that shows why they've been so weedy. Now, the knock on effect of them being so weedy is that the overwintered onions have not been great. They're okay. They're still usable. They're still edible. They're just not great. And the shallots were pretty much lost, so I haven't done very well out of the shallots at all. Not a huge problem because we can always make up for it next year as as we move on into the other beds. I think the, the other beds seem to do a little bit better because we are pretty on top of the weeds in those beds. Got the onions and the shallots out. They are now sitting in my greenhouse where they will dry. I spoke about this last week so I don't need to go into too much detail. Now I followed that up with using this stream around all the grass areas and the paths. Last week my strimmer ran out of string and I had to, during the week, go buy some more string which I then re into my strimmer and that got that up and running. The first time I actually rewound the string however, I put the string in the wrong way. I got a bit confused with the directions and I found that when I was using it, it just kept throwing out more and more string and got tangled. Uh, that's not a huge problem. I, I've learned from that and I've re-strung it again. The correct way now i could have actually just bought a whole new spool with a string already attached and that's fine except that little plastic piece gets a bit wasted then so i personally prefer buy some new string it's cheaper as well and just restring it and get it up and working now the three batteries i now have for that strimmer made light work of trimming around the grass areas and Actually, it has improved the general lookout of this allotment. It looks so much better having had that done. Then, after that, I followed that up with a bit of weeding, just clearing out, particularly, I got creeping buttercup inside my asparagus bed, and that's a, a constant struggle to try and keep out, which that's uh, one of these things that I'm always trying to do I think what I'm going to do over the winter is get some seaweed to mulch the asparagus bed I've read that that will the salt in that will help suppress weeds and the asparagus will enjoy the salt from it so uh, that's going to be my plan throughout the winter I'm not far from the sea where I live so that's not a huge problem for me. Now at this point I was hungry so I went home, it was about midday anyway and had some lunch and then I did a few bits at home mowing the lawn and streaming the grass as well and then I've uh, came back down here this evening I've brought down some pots of butternut squash plants I've been filling these up at home and getting them all planted and ready to go they're quite big 44 litre pots the butternut squash plants are quite big in those and they've just gone on the area that I've covered with weed suppressor membrane in order to keep help keep the couch grass down and, and just make my life a little bit easier they're all in place and at least the area's not being wasted and it's going to work at keeping down the couture grass. And then I've just been round watering and harvesting some bits. I've harvested some of my first early potatoes, a variety called Aran Pilot. They look absolutely delicious. So We're going to be using those in our tea tonight. Some more broad beans, some more strawberries and of course a couple of onions to go with our tea. Basically now we are really rocking on and getting lots of harvests come into play so that's what I've been doing today down on the allotment hopefully we'll get back down here tomorrow and Monday and do a bit more It is Sunday the 27th of June 2021. I'm just in my podding shed at the moment, the the shed I built over winter. Don't spend much time in this shed lately, or as as much as I used to I should say, but I do love this shed. It is nice just having a, a dedicated shed for my vegetable gardening antiques. Now it's actually started raining outside quite heavy, which is a pleasure really, need the rain and it helped fill up my water butts and water my plants for me. Now I've got to admit today I've not been feeling great, so I've not really done a huge amount of work out in the garden. I have sown some cauliflower seeds, and I'm going to also sow some cabbage seeds shortly. And these are going to go towards creating our Christmas dinner. So we're going to get cauliflower, cabbages, get these seeds sown, get them in the ground eventually, and hopefully they'll turn into some good crops ready for our Christmas dinner. But also, not just Christmas dinner, our winter crops that will be ready for us to enjoy and eat. Now, the cauliflower is actually a purple-headed variety I'm growing just because I want to be a bit different. And I, I think we are lucky that we live... Being Grow Your Owners, we can explore and experiment with different colours and different varieties of food that we can't get in supermarkets. So I think, from that reason alone, we need to make the most of it. I've also now my quail. I've been keeping quail for quite a while, as no doubt you know, and I absolutely love keeping them. They're fantastic. They produce these tiny little eggs and they're delicious, the eggs. They are really delicious. And I, I've said time and time again, I think quail are perfect for small gardens or people who can't keep chickens but want to grow their own food. And I stand by that. So today I have set the incubator up. And I've placed some of the eggs into the incubator on the view that we're going to try and hatch some more quails. I've done this many times in the past, no doubt you may have, but this is the first time I've done it this year. And it's a bit late. Normally I would have got, had them done and in, in several already reared by now. But I'm a bit behind on it this year. Don't mind, because uh, I find that we end up with too many anyway. So... Um, Yeah, that we've now got 14 days where the eggs will turn. Luckily, my new incubator does that automatically. And then we've got a week of just leaving them to be and see what hatches. And it's always such an exciting time, I find, hatching these quails. I find myself looking at the eggs, watching them, seeing if they're going to hatch, watching them rock, watching them actually hatch, and then these tiny little birds just pop out and run around and it's it's an amazing sight and one of these things that I'm very honoured to be able to do. Right, that is it for today so just a little update. Um hopefully Monday we're gonna head down the Allotment and harvest our garlic. <coughs> so it's Monday the 28th of June 2021. Now I said yesterday I was hoping to go down the allotment today and harvest my garlic. Unfortunately by the time I finished work the weather today was a bit bit iffy. A lot of showers although when the sun came out it was nice. I didn't feel it was worth the risk so when I finished work I came home and what I've done I've come into my greenhouse that I have at home. Now I've got to admit, I don't actually spend much time in this greenhouse as of lately. It tends to look after itself. The, the self-watering system in here does a lot of the work for me. We've got chilies in here, we've got tomatoes in here, uh, cucumbers and aubergines and a peach tree. It's all looking after itself. The peaches are growing nicely. The tomatoes in here are growing very, very nicely, very tall. And in fact, what I'm doing this evening is actually just pinching out the side shoots. So what a tomato might do, and it's most varieties but there's some that don't, you get the main stem which grows up and then you get the branches that come out. In between those two, in like the elbow if you like, we sometimes get another branch form and they do nothing. So the The logic or the theory is we remove those little branches so the plant doesn't waste any energy and focuses more on growing tomatoes. So I'm doing that quickly today and yeah we should soon be getting tomatoes in here a little bit later than usual but never mind never mind gotta say in here everything is looking really good I can see we've got a few chilies now growing and are ready for harvesting and nice and ripe cucumbers are looking good everything in here is just really really good it's all I can say it's looking after itself really quite nicely Now earlier today when I was at work I popped into a high street, should we call it a sort of cheap department store? Wilkinson's if you like. And as many of you will no doubt know they do have a garden selection and they quite often sell plants. Usually I don't buy much in the way from plants from them anymore. But I happened to walk past the area and I saw they were selling off some pots of plants quite cheap. Now, what do I mean by quite cheap? Well, they had a couple of blackberry bushes and a blackcurrant bush being sold off for 10 pence each. So I brought them. Now, I probably don't need these, but they were looking in such a sorry state that I felt if I I buy them at that price, I can look after them. And basically, they need a good bit of love, a bit of water and a bit of sunlight, and they'll be back to their usual growth. So i brought those and I've brought them home. And the first thing I've done is just put them in some water so they can soak up some water. They're outside, so they'll get plenty of sunlight. And hopefully, pretty soon, they will start to look better. And then I haven't wasted my ten pence. Now, ten pence isn't very much money at all. You know, it's it's peanuts, really. So even if they don't survive, it's not the end of the world. Right, so that is this week's diary section up to date. Please do let me know what you've been up to in your own allotments or gardens throughout this week. And I've got a little visit that I've taken to a community garden centre coming up in just a moment. But first, let's have one of my commercial breaks. I would just like to ask you if you are enjoying this podcast, then perhaps you might consider signing up to the Supporters Club. It costs just £5 a month, and for that you get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content, including two extra podcasts each week only for supportive members added to that each month you will receive a gift pack containing a newsletter and at least six packets of seeds that can be sown that very month by becoming a supporting member your monthly contribution helps me keep this podcast moving forward and grow it also helps me encourage and teach more people how to grow their own food something I passionately believe everybody can do to become a member head to thebenchgroundpodcast.co.uk Over this last year I have started to realise a huge benefit for people to take part in community gardening. Now this is something I've often believed has a much better way to be able to feed people when compared to something like food banks. Well recently I discovered a new community project that I wanted to go and find out a bit more about. Well, today I've came up to a community garden project in Crawley and I'm joined by Ed, who's... I get the impression you're the one in charge of this project.
1: Yeah, sort of. Not by design. (laughs) It's just sort of happened. The plot really was donated... We've got two plots here and they were were donated to the charity I work for, which is CCYS, Crawley Community Youth Service, and we have a building just across the... There's a council-owned playfield here Um, and uh, the building that we have uh, Dormans has been a youth charity building a youth arts centre actually since the 60s and we took it on about four or five years ago Uh, the charity CCYS was already set up but we came along with these grand ideas of starting a a youth rock band are doing youth arts sessions, and because it's a youth arts centre, it sort of took off. So, we've been getting funding and running clubs ever since then. And one of the clubs that we got a couple of years ago was um, a gardening club. So, the council gifted us these two allotment plots. And um, yeah, at the time, I was too busy, I came, came and helped out. I've been growing veg for years with my dad, who used to run an allotment at a local school. Um, he did a forest school there as well. Uh, once he retired from teaching in the classroom, he was happier outside. <laughs> <aren't he? laughs> yep. And uh, uh, so I've been doing it for years. And they asked me to get involved. I, I was really busy with the art stuff at the time, so I helped out where I could. But Obviously, was what's happened with the last couple of years. Um, my a lot of my music and gigging has stopped, and um, I was able to come and take on responsibility of these these plots um so uh, we discussed before um, i've decided to do it no dig which is what my dad was doing um when he was growing at the school it's what you do as well richard i yeah, understand yeah, yeah. and yeah well I, we got a little bit of funding in we got a whole load of mushroom compost my next door neighbor works at tesco's so he uh, got the people who were stacking the shelves to save all the massive crisp boxes <laughs> <laughs> so i uh, came up here armed with a uh, uh, pallets of cardboard and transformed the site I mean it'd been left for a year so I had a bit of work to do weeding and stuff and and obviously when the second lockdown hit I was pretty much on my own up here just laying cardboard and shoveling a load of mushroom compost around but it's starting to take shape now and um it is a lot of work so we've also got the Crawley Gardening Group who are a group of volunteers actually a sanctioned body now um they wanted to get plots around Crawley, uh, they had a, quite a few volunteers who wanted to just get growing and introduce their kids to growing and obviously we're trying to get our young people up here to um, get out in the fresh air and do a bit of manual labour <laughs> and to see where veg comes from and that they can grow organic veg, make it a normal thing and use it in our cookery classes. So between myself and the fantastic volunteers at Crawley Gardening Group, we're um, we're endeavouring to make a, make a, a thing of thing. this, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I'm guessing your idea and your overall aim is that the kids that attend your youth club, they've got a, a bit of outdoor space, somewhere they can learn a bit about gardening or get a bit interested in gardening and learn how to grow their own food in which they can then use on in their own homes and later life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um I think yeah, you're right. It is a life skill. If you if you teach it when they're young, it becomes a normal thing. I I kind of had this idea that I wanted to discuss and, and and show to them that well, just where veg comes from in the first place. It's not yeah. pre-packaged polythene wrapped, you know, supermarket yeah, left you know, side dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good fun growing stuff and I think that the correlation between gardening and then dinner is 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 a bit lost on some oh, some yeah. young people, some old people, in fact yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's it's a kind of dual sort of thing. I want them to enjoy growing stuff just for the, the love of being in the garden and growing stuff. Yeah. And then with our weekly cookery courses, I want them to use some of the produce so I discussed before. I haven't got any. Uh, Kind of, like, I'm not delusional yeah. <laughs> about the fact that they're just gonna suddenly convert to eating yeah. purely veg, um, and we are gonna have to do some cunning recipes in order for them to uh, really take to it. Like I said doing sauces, soups, and sauces for, for baked pasta, and we've got a couple of pizza ovens, so toppings of pizza, making our own tomato sauce. Um, make it into stuff that's familiar enough for them to not be scared by it anymore but yeah. uh, and then explain the benefits of um, eating organic and homegrown vegetables so yeah it's uh, it's all part of that G- getting young people to to uh, well engage with this and also all of the stuff we run over there not everybody takes everything not everyone wants to play music not everyone gets involved with the graffiti and not everyone will get involved with this but some of them will, and uh, yeah. as we've proven in the past, enough of them do to make a difference. Yeah. That's that's, yeah. Our, that's our vision, really, to get <laughs> more and more local people, uh, especially the young people, but not exclusively. Like I said, we've got um, a social prescription um, thing starting where the GPs around Crawley will be able to prescribe a day, volunteering up at our allotment to help out, rather than maybe medication or something for, yeah. for mental health disorders and um, it's the young offenders um, who need to do some community service you know this is a great way for young because we're a youth charity at the end of the day um, and we quite often deal with some hard to reach kids so yeah getting involved with stuff like that it's a community thing and this is just uh, this is how we're starting it and we'll just see where it goes I think yeah
0: yeah fantastic so um, I think this just shows the value and the power that gardening has that We can get into this with all these other children that are out there who may be lost in society and and what have you. Well, we're at your first allotment, which is right by the entrance to the gate. Yeah, it's convenient. Very, very convenient. And um, what is this? I'm guessing it's probably about 10 metres by 10 metres. Yeah, Uh, it's
1: 10 metres metres that way and slightly more. I think that's 30 foot by about 42, maybe. Um, but we 've kind of lost this area because they've they 've all got a shed on, and uh, this has become a storing ground for another as yet unconstructed shed yeah. <laughs> so yeah i 'd say maybe ten by ten is what we 're growing at well,
0: the yeah, yeah, so i 'll just explain that at the very top of this we 've got this uh, apex shed, which is looking a little bit on the tatty side, but still looks quite quite strong and then we 've got this area that every allotment has where building materials are stored we've got bricks paving slabs uh, weed suppressing membrane i'm guessing there's some more bits of wood than an old shed
1: the shed is supposed to replace that one we were going to get well again uh, this whole kind of community field, we we're going to get the men in sheds group uh to come up and and put this shed together for us and obviously because of things that have happened in the last year and a half that hasn't hasn't materialized yet but uh that hopefully will happen. Soon, well, we've also got a couple of drums up here, a couple of kick drums, which is probably unusual for an allotment. But <laughs> we had a bit of a drum graveyard through years and years of uh youth music clubs in there, and we used a couple of them as as planters actually. We had stuff growing in there a couple of yeah. years ago. Well, I um, yeah, so I've let that all start happening again. But because it's mainly been me up there, and this bit, I was, oh, I'll just concentrate on this, <laughs> the yeah. bit that's clear.
0: Yeah, we'll move away from the scruffy area that's on there every single allotment. <laughs> that's
1: not a, a, a dig or anything. No, but, um, absolutely, I, I, I completely... Uh, I get that. <laughs> yeah.
0: We've we've got here some rows of what looks like potatoes, and they're actually looking like really healthy. They're a good three-foot tall with some beautiful purple flowers, all looking really nice and healthy. you obviously doing something right in order to get these looking this good.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's... Uh... We put them in a little late, actually, but because of all the frost we had in April, I put the ones in my garden the same. These are first earlies here. um, Rocket, I think. And um, we've got Charlotte over there, second earlies, which I actually put in first before I got these. But I put the ones in my garden in a a little earlier and they're not actually doing as well. (laughs) And I don't know whether that's to do with the quality of the soil here. Or possibly just to do with the fact that there were so many frosts, um, you know, throughout April. But uh, yeah, they seem to be doing great here. And I've just put the mushroom compost on cardboard directly on top of the weed. We actually had the weed suppressant down mm-hmm. over this lower half of the plot so actually we're doing pretty well as far as keeping the weeds that are yeah. concerned it's a little bit more difficult up there we've got some comfrey which is quite difficult to get rid of but um yeah. we'll keep we'll be diligent <laughs> we'll keep doing it but it's i mean you have to chip away at it don't you just little and often and it's not completely pristine at the moment but the more volunteers we get hopefully that's going to change <laughs> but these potatoes are doing great so yeah i'm um, happy yeah. with that
0: I mean, I would say they're probably ready to harvest
1: salmon. Yeah, start eating. I, w- I would say they're probably ready now. And I, w- I mean, I could just harvest them myself. <laughs> but what I really want to do is have a day where we can kind of get a load of people up. We're planning on monthly sessions where we incorporate all of the groups, including the, the gardening group, including our youth clubs. I said I'll get uh, our CEO, Dave, to crank out the barbecue. And yeah. um, we'll do some all the fun jobs for, yeah. for those weekend days, I think, the harvesting yeah. and more stuff definitely. definitely
0: definitely now moving further down i can see you got some netting under which it looks like some some sort of brassicas
1: they are yeah i put the brassicas under there the netting is probably uh not doing what i intended it to do now because they've grown so big at the back they've actually pushed it up so any butterflies that want to get in won't have too much of a hard time there but um i've been relying on the fact that it's been a bit rainy yeah. <laughs> recently that mesh is primarily to keep the butterflies off but we've got brassicas all the way up to the end we've got kohlrabi nice. which is bulbing up quite nicely now actually we we'll go round yeah let's go have a look
0: oh yeah I can see that nice yeah. purple bulbs just yeah. sort of pushing their way through they won't be
1: too long now um, and in actual fact because of the way we're running this I, I will be kind of like come and pick the ones that are ready and leave the rest of them for the group the next week yeah. sort of thing yeah. We've got some calabrese. Oh yeah. wow, that is looking fantastic. Well, that one looks great actually. Looks yeah,
0: again, they're looking like they're ready for... They're
1: good to go, good aren't they? To, yeah, yeah. Same with the cabbage. cabbage. You can see that one's splitting there, so that's definitely ready. I might harvest that and give it to one of the guys today actually. Um, yeah. We've come and volunteered up here. Uh, they're greyhounds, so they're... I'm trying this, you know, the whole uh, Charles Dowding method of double cropping in the season, yeah. so I get these fast... Well, are they even the calab Those calabrese there... Are um, they're a slightly miniature variety and they're quicker. Because I was thinking, it was getting on in the season, I was like, we get those in, harvest them, we can get something else in. Yeah. Hopefully, have another summer crop. You know. Um, so I've got the the team down there. I I left a load of seeds up in the the better shed, <laughs> which <laughs> is on the other plot there. I cleared off a side as like um, uh a propagation station. Let's call it. And um, I left a load of module trays, got the Charles Downing module trays, also had some uh, seed trays there. And what's actually been really good um, is uh, the WhatsApp group I've created, because it means I can communicate with all of these different volunteers without having to physically meet up all the time, you know, because obviously people, life gets in the way, doesn't it, sometimes of meeting up in person. The WhatsApp group has been particularly good, because when you say I'm in charge of this, I, I... I've basically had the vision for creating this No Dig community charity allotment and I wanted to do it No Dig and I like I said before like uh, Charles and his team very kindly donated us um, his online course uh, so I've done that and the, one of our young uh, uh, volunteers from the youth club actually has done it as well so I've kind of got all that info and the, the gardening group are really on board with that they want to do it as well so i've just been able to kind of designate jobs okay. <laughs> and advise and sort of teach I, I, I kind of view it more as me being sort of like getting the information in and then teaching it so that they can carry on doing it and uh we were kind of just sort of seeing how it would work i didn't know i didn't have an exact plan for how it would work and it looks like we've got enough space and we've got enough uh, produce to kind of keep everyone happy here, I and mean, the volunteers were quite happy to just come and volunteer and not expect anything out of it because I did explain we were going to need the produce for the charity. But in actual fact, there's there's plenty here, you know, yeah. um, so everybody can they can kind of divvy out produce amongst their group, and I can take whatever we need over to the uh, to the charity. And yeah, I think that's it's going to work pretty well. So yeah, we've got the the cabbages ready to come out, and more standard. Calabrese at the end here, which is why it's a bit higher. Yeah, and that actually, you know, that's pretty much coming ready as well. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's bigger than my hands Yeah, that, that uh, I piece think That's
1: about to be... open, so yeah, they can take yeah. over them as well. And then you've got a few onions. Yeah. So this, this bed we're actually standing on here. This is. Um, I left this clear because I thought we'd bring up some um, all the beans, which mm-hmm. are which are about ready to go in now actually as well. They're going to be popular, I think, so that's yeah. the whole bed for them. And then, yeah, we've got garlic, onions from uh, set here. Yeah. I've got some multi-sown beetroot underneath that mesh. And, and again, the rest of that, I'm, I might get them to sow carrots for autumn in there because I yeah. know they want to do that. And then these two... Well, all of these are like four, four foot by 30 foot. Yeah. These, these beds, and we've got... Well, we've got six. So the far... Two there. That's where I'm going to be putting our polytunnel, which we've Mike. just got. Very exciting. That slightly nerve-wracking because we're going to have to assemble it ourselves. But I've got, I've assembled a crack team, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and um, on a on a nice day, we're going to come up and um, it's from First Tunnels, which again was suggested by Charles. Um, and they've got some really helpful videos on how to construct their stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to navigate that and get that up there yeah. but that's uh, i've done i've got a, t- a 10 foot which will cover both of those beds by 25 foot so we'll have two and a half foot either end to kind of access and i've got yeah. sliding doors so um yeah that's in bits in my back garden at the moment but um mm-hmm. that's yeah to come down here Hope, soon. hopefully soon we'll get that up and, and i i mean we're, we've kind of missed sort of tomato I've got the tomatoes in our old polytunnel over there which has a few holes in it but I think they'll be alright in there it'll keep the worst of the rain off anyway um, but we'll certainly be able to overwinter some stuff in the polytunnel and then next season it will come into its yeah. own
0: Yeah. so at the moment the volunteers are working on the other plot So we venture yes, down let's there let's go and have a look we'll see they're what they're doing At this point, Ed and I ventured over to the second allotment plot that this charity is running. And busy, hard at work today was a couple of children and a couple of volunteers. And it was absolute pleasure to see. Now, this plot is pretty recently taken over. There's a lot of work to do before they can even start planting. But today, the children and the volunteers were busy pulling out some weeds and even planting out some beetroot and parsnips. Now I was lucky enough that one of the volunteers called Lisa was good enough to share some time with us and take time out of her project in order to have a bit of a chat. So, firstly, I asked what Lisa's role was in
2: the project. I'm the chairperson of Crawley Community Garden, so I set it up with my friend Danielle about uh, probably 15 months ago, maybe a little longer while we were in lockdown. We thought we needed something for the community. Not everyone has access to gardens. Danielle lives in a flat, so she has no access to a garden. She's got two children, one on the way. And we want to get the children involved and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. thought it would be a good project it's to good get fun. everyone involved in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, I can see already the kids have been busy down here today. What have they been, been doing?
2: So, they've put in some beetroot. Well, they've weeded the bed first. Yeah bare-handed some of them and they're all messy (laughs) (laughs) and then they've put in a whole heap of beetroot which I'm hoping they've done in a good way but we'll get what we get and if they've grown it they're more likely to want to eat it when they harvest it as well which is what I find
0: it certainly looks from here like they've been doing a pretty good job. It does. Um, <laughs> what's your name, sorry? There's
2: no space in any of the beds. There's not enough space for all the parsnips. What's your name? Jack. Jack. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no more space for any of the parsnips in the beds. Wow.
0: Uh, they filled it all up. Has it been We've fun?
2: Parsnips. Yeah. That's all right. We can find somewhere yeah. else for to Sky. <laughs> Jack.
0: Has it been fun planting all these stuff out today?
2: Yeah. good answer good answer thank you
0: yeah so they've they filled it up this what would I say probably about two metres by five metre bed there filled it up with parsnips that's a lot of parsnips
2: that is a lot of parsnips let's hope that we can get them eating some of these (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. if not we've got um, ideas what to do with the stock because thinking soup kitchens um you know um Things that give out tinned food, would they like fresh food? You know, food parcels. Everyone struggled during during Covid, and I think people are still struggling now, aren't they, to get things and with work and stuff. Definitely.
0: definitely. So,
2: yeah, we'll definitely um, find somewhere for them to go if the kids don't eat them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind a parsnip on my roast you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So, I'm, I'm just looking around on this. Obviously, we've got these, we've got a small little greenhouse on one side. We've got this poly tunnel, which is
2: with tomatoes. That one,
0: uh, then we've got another larger bed in front of us, which I believe you've been clearing out this week.
2: Yeah, last week we had last Sunday we had a huge group of volunteers down, and they've done amazing. The kids are involved. We had people from like as young as Jack, who's eight, up to the age of in their 70s and 80s doing it so it was really nice to bring like the two ages together as well and they're all working together, bless them that was really good
0: We've been uh, trying to get volunteers involved has it been difficult getting volunteers in?
2: Um, It wasn't at first a lot of people helped but because we've got two projects we struggle with who's going to be at what projects because obviously we've got the Maidenbough projects as well so it depends what area people are in whether they can get to the other one as well. So, yeah, that's the only struggle we've had, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, getting people interested, yeah. yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's an interesting concept. And what's your own overall aim for this?
2: Basically, just to get people out there gardening, understanding where food comes from, the need for people to, like, grow their own food and grow it locally, because nothing comes yeah. locally anymore, hardly ever, bringing, like, the children together... With older people as well, socially isolated older people. You might have people that come here, they don't even lift up a spade and then just sit there and chat, you know, because yeah. they're socially isolated. They'll just enjoy the social aspect of it. They might even not interact with any children, so it gives them that as well. And, yeah, just, like, transcending social boundaries so it'd be nice to get people involved from like different communities we are in contact with the Sikh community and we're hoping to get some volunteers involved from there like how wonderful would it be for them to grow things that are culturally appropriate to them us to grow things that are appropriate for us and to share your knowledge of what you do with it you know it's a really good idea to just bring these people together and it brings more understanding as well like you know the children probably wouldn't interact with these types of people like you know these yeah. social people and it's nice to give them the understanding you know yeah, yeah it's
0: really nice it's a community-led project It's about bringing the community together exactly
2: that yeah
0: yeah, yeah. well like I gotta say I'm absolutely fascinated with what's going on here and uh, look forward to seeing what happens in the future uh, if anybody wants to find out more about I mean, do you have a website or anything that people can go and find out
2: um we have a facebook page crawley community garden and all the details are on there and the email address is crawley at gmail.com anybody wants any more information or to get involved they can email us on there or pop a message on the facebook page anytime mm. someone will get back
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much for your thank time today. You. Well, I want to thank both Ed and Lisa for their time and taking me around at their community garden. It's certainly something that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on and following their progress. So please do go check them out on their Facebook pages. Of course, links will be on the website should you want to find out a bit more. It's also given me a few ideas and thoughts about starting my own community garden project, but it's going to be something a long way off. Now, if anybody else has ever thought about starting a community garden project or has any experience with a community garden project, then please do let me know what your thoughts and what your discovery has been on this very subject. If you want to get in touch, it's richard at veggrowerpodcast.co.uk for email. Or if you head to the website at theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk where you can leave a voicemail or you can leave a comment on the bottom of this blog post. And of course, you can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Grower Podcast. We'll be back again next week with another podcast. So until then, please take care.